0: Deviled eggs without Dukes mayo? That's like a country song without the twang.
1: Ah, shoot!
0: A porch swing without the porch.
2: Or a cookout without the grill. Uh. So if you're not making deviled eggs with Dukes, you're not making deviled eggs. Get some today and make those deviled eggs the right way. Find Dukes real, light, and flavored mayos at your local grocery store. Dukes, it's got twang.
3: He's a businessman, and he's outsmarting Dana White, who's supposedly a better businessman. You just know Dana White more, but the better businessman is Jake Paul.
4: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekend Warrior podcast presented to you by MMA Torch. I'm Reese Lawrence, and joining me as always is Chief Editor of MMA Torch, Sean Covington. We're going to recap everything that happened over this week, combat sports related. Obviously there was no UFC this weekend, but there was a lot of other things going on with Bellator 273, Benson Henderson and Ryan Bader standing out, Eagle FC, with Rashad Evans getting his first win since 2013. We're going to talk about Jake Paul's distract track to Dana White, and what he plans to do with the money generated from the video. Then we're going to turn our opinions over to boxing, with Tyson Fury and Dillian White being signed. Also, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano in perhaps the biggest female boxing fight in history. We're going to talk the sad news of Jeremy Stephens being released from the UFC. And then to finish off, we're going to preview UFC fight night Hermanson versus Strickland, which is this Saturday at the UFC Apex. Hope you guys enjoy. So Sean, hope you had a good weekend. What for you stood out this weekend in terms of what you've seen combat sports related?
3: War uh, Rumble. That's, my, <laughs> that's um, what I said. <laughs> yeah, that's
4: that's
3: that's my uh, Super Bowl, man. It's uh, even if it's predictable, it's still a spectacle. Uh, it's it's just it's it's um, it's I think it's really underrated among sports. Just period. You you got to go and fight thirty people, and the simplest part is you you don't. It sounds simple. Just throw them over. But you know that becomes increasingly hard, you know. Uh, once the, the further you go along in the match, and most people eliminate it when they're not paying attention, you know. Few people like the last two people eliminate each other, like, uh, or the last person's eliminated, you know, face to face. But that's like one of the only ones, you know. Uh, it's just it's got something that football doesn't have, basketball. All this, it's, it's just it's just different. You know, it's a multi-man match. You don't know really what's gonna happen uh, unless Brock Lesnar comes out number thirty, <laughs> then then we know what's gonna happen. But uh, it's just it it just it kind of trumped all of the games and stuff. I mean, besides the the Niners losing, um, looking to move in. Uh, I'll, we almost didn't do the show today because I'm still looking to get those keys. But I, I'm just literally waiting to get keys to my new house. So, uh, pretty exciting weekend. I'm looking at boxes of stuff. <laughs> I'm just surrounded by boxes and uh cable television right now. So
4: Yeah, for those not aware, Sean's um in the middle of a very exciting move for him and his family. But um and also just to touch on that a little bit, um once we can get in the next few weeks, maybe months it might be, but it probably will only be weeks, um we're gonna have a new setup for you guys where we'll be going visual as well. Um Sean's going to have a really cool setup. that I think you guys are really going to like to see um, and I'm going to get something sorted myself but for now we're still going to just be audio but um, stay tuned for what's going to come it's going to be really exciting but um, yeah just just touching on that I mean we didn't really discuss it at the start I didn't really list it as a thing but you know the Royal Rumble probably was one of the um, big talking points of this past weekend in terms of combat sport I mean like you said about Brock Lesnar there, because, you know, for our listeners that maybe are more MMA-focused, but they're, they're still in WWE, a lot of um, former combat sports athletes, yeah. uh, you know, involved. You know, Brock Lesnar, the number one, but his opponent, Bobby Lashley, um, a former MMA fighter as well. Uh, what what was your... I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of... Um, negative comments about wwe this this weekend about the the event it was said to be very low in terms of creativity and you know with things that could have been done and weren't it was just very predictable you know less than losing than getting in the main event um well getting a wrestlemania main event by winning the Raw rumble what was your thoughts on what happened
3: um uh- I was really hoping that they did something a little bit different. Uh, you know, Dave Meltzer, um, and he does, let me just say, Dave Meltzer is a jackass for um, <laughs> just uh, spoiling things, just putting spoilers up on. Uh, it's not that you're not allowed to do it, but he does not warn anybody. He just, just goes and just tells everything that happens. And it's like, that's, it's not, like you're not doing that with indie shows or new japan or any other shows you're just whenever wwe does something you just try to beat them to the punch and it's like i, I don't know i i really hope wwe sells to like disney or uh uh, uh nbc universal because they'll cut that crap out immediately they'll just sue them they'll say hey you know what here you go nobody told you to do this and I know I'm going off on a tangent real quick but it's just it it can I know it's scripted but there's still an unpredictability to it you know it really is we didn't know he was coming out 30th we didn't know Brock was coming out 30th but if you're going to be one of those guys that spoils it like that it's going to make it less fun and people say oh I didn't like the rumble well it's probably because they've told you everything that was going to happen like and um Bigger than Brock Lesnar, because I think that was kind of, they shouldn't have done that, I don't think, but um, that's the only way he can actually face Roman Reigns again, if we're being real about it, because we have seen it a million times. The only way he could legitimately do it is to win a Royal Rumble, but speaking of Royal Rumbles, the winners Royal Rumble was where Ronda Rousey made her long-awaited return, and that was pretty cool to see. You know, Another thing, Dave Meltzer all Ronda's going to win and come back, and it's like, who asked you, though? you know if someone asks you you tell them directly you don't need to tell us like it's unsolicited uh reporting you know uh kind of like tom brady uh it was reported that he retired he has not come out with a statement yet so no
4: uh
3: as of right now he still hasn't made a statement but they dropped that bombshell on like saturday so yeah i don't know i don't know uh but yeah ronda rousey was the more exciting part to me uh the men's rumble really disappointed me but the women's world rumble after you know a few years taking it taking them a few years to get it right finally felt like a real world rumble not just uh, a gimmicked match where they're just trying to get it over Now this one felt like it really meant something because there was a real unpredictability to it so uh yeah, I, I really like uh, Ronda Rousey coming back. I had friends blowing up my phone, you know, when she came back. So that's what you want. If Charlotte does something, nobody's really blowing up my phone. Becky Lynch, she's she's not the household name Ronda Rousey is, but I will get a text or something if she does something really cool. But uh, Ronda Rousey still still uh, one of the biggest stars in mixed uh, in uh, combat sports. So. That was probably the best thing that happened in combat sports this weekend was Ronda Rousey and Broadway. Yeah,
4: I mean, you've got a good argument that it was because obviously there was no UFC. And if we're talking, you know, all combat sports, well, you know, because these athletes aren't obviously competing to be the talking point of the weekend for when they fight, obviously, they're just focusing on winning. But uh, right. if, you, if you do look at what happened this weekend, I mean, you know, Bellator with. Benson Henderson, Ryan Bader, and I would actually just collectively put all three together with, you know, because everyone, you know, uh, that's listening and the watch, you, you'll get some that watch everything, some that read about everything, but, you know, mainly you'll get the, the people that'll just look out for the names that they know. And, you know, Benson Henderson, Ryan Bader, Rashad Evans, they were the three names that were standouts in the these cards that happened on Saturday but you know all three won uh, which is good and but all three by decision which is quite predictable given the rage and where they're at in their careers you know Rashad not fought since 2013 um he won by uh I think it was, I think it was unanimous decision um but I mean not we're not really going to sit here and like debate what's next for them is there another title shot in for them perhaps ryan bader considering he's been around and he's been at the top level in beltor for a while but like just give me because we've not really sort of breached this subject yet even though it's sort of been happening in the last i'd say six months with you know like mike tyson roy jones these type of fights been happening Vitor Belfort, bell for evander Holyfield. like what's your thoughts on these like previous legends come back and? and you know even though they're winning sometimes i mean sometimes they get people getting bad knockouts you're seeing like do you care like firstly do you care about watching them or do you care about seeing them in a bad state like like what do you think
3: do you remember when king mo i don't i don't know if you watch uh impact like that but do you remember when king mo and rampage were uh on Impact regularly with Tito Ortiz. Yeah. That's what I want to see Bellator do with Triller. I want to see... And if Impact wants to get in on it, I think they should all combine their efforts. There's a real reason why they should do that. Um, They don't have the drawing power... Alone. Well Triller does. Triller does. But to speak to the legends part you're talking about, I think that it would be better competition if we just combined them. You mm. know what I mean? Like then you get Jake Paul. Check it out. You combine impact, triller, and I don't Jake Paul should probably just buy Impact. Let's just be real. Like that sounds like a really good idea right now. Yeah, he could. But if you if if he buys Impact, And he does stuff with Triller and and mixes those two. Now you got those people in like millions of people watching this now, you know, he's going to land big names. We talked about Nagano and stuff like that. and uh, You know, even though Dana White had a lame excuse about why he didn't put the belt on him. We know why it was because, you know, Nagano still had the same stance after he won that he wanted money and he's not the only one now. Um, more people have jo- joined in. More champs are saying, "Give me more money." Uh, Figueroa just said he wanted a million. He said a million sounds good, you know. Uh, he just made that statement saying he wanted money, so he's aligned himself with Nagano. So that's the so flyweight division dead. I can guarantee but, you that. Do you
4: think he just killed uh, it? Sorry.
3: He just think, said, think, yeah. Go
4: ahead. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that just because you're talking about there about the, the money thing, like, and I asked you about like the legends coming back. Do you think a big part of why you're seeing like the Rashad Evans, the Ryan Bader still around, do you think that's because they've been so underpaid and they're trying to, obviously because they can still fight at a decent enough level and they're still a big name in some respects, do you still think it's because of they've not been paid enough in their careers that they're still fighting?
3: uh that but it's also more of a uh combat sports you know people just don't know when to quit football you break your leg you know you could be done you could be out like we don't like Tom Brady's a different he's a different animal he's taking a consistent it's taking a consistent toll on his body you only go out there one time when you fight like it's one fight still so it's one and then one more and then one more you know you're it's always a one fight contract if you think about it and i don't care how many fights they say you have it's almost just the next fight you don't have any fights lined up after that you know you might not make it out of that fight yeah so um everybody is thinking they're the undertaker or Shawn michaels you know or everybody wants one more match and uh I know, you know, those those legends aren't no disrespect to them. They are legends, but they want to be the Undertaker. They want to go main event WrestleMania one more time. And I don't, I don't blame them. That's Donald Cerrone, you know. Donald Cerrone is more like Kane. Never really wins the big one, but very consistent. Uh, we'll always remember him as a great legend, one of the best, uh, really good fighter. Uh, just like Kane's one of the best, you know. Uh, but I know I always reference pro wrestling, but it's a combat sport, and it's worth noting that they always trot out their legends as well. Mm. You know, they did they did that in the Women's World Rumble. They had Lita come back, and Mickie James, who is, guess what, uh, M- Impact's champion. She's Impact's knockout champion, so uh, it makes sense to have your legends. It makes sense to combine your efforts as well. Why would Impact say, no, you can't have our champion? I bet you someone, you know, people are going to be watching, they let her come out with her music and her title from another company. For all the people who bitch and moan about WWE and how they don't play with others, play well with others, they just toss you a huge bone, huge bone. And that's part of her legacy. I'm really glad they did that, especially after the incident, even though I I didn't side with her over her her luggage incident. But um, that doesn't matter because she got to do something nobody else has done. You have to take a, a some of the company's title and put it on their television screen. Like that's huge. And think about being able to do that if you're Bellator or if you're if you're Triller and you want you, if you Jake Paul, you want to go to Bellator, not UFC. You want to legitimize something that's not really as legitimate. You want to stop all of these come on, come on decisions. We need something better than that. We need something more. We just need something better, and Bellator is where they would work with you a lot better in in terms of what they want to do. UFC just doesn't play well with others. Um, UFC really wants to be WWE, and they're not like it's not even close. I don't care how much money they're worth; they're not worth much money. But it, that doesn't matter. Dan White's not; he's not Vince McMahon, and. He doesn't even understand how to use his legends. You know, he doesn't. Like everything Dana White gets wrong, Vince McMahon has gotten correct. Like whether we like Vince McMahon or not, uh, that's different. But he always gets a big pop when he comes out. So you know, he's gotten everything right. People, people hate Dana White, and rightfully so. He doesn't pay anybody anything, and I don't get that either. How do you let? professional wrestlers get paid more than you do yeah yeah like and i love wrestling i i it's, it's the top sport in the world to me um and nobody can really prove me any different simply because of uh, gorgeous george and his effect on muhammad ali and we and everybody in the world knows who rick flair and hulk Hogan is mm. i'm just saying you know you wouldn't know who ali was you don't know who george gorgeous george is but you wouldn't know who ali was without him so that's the impact that it leaves. And that's why it's also always so intertwined. And if you're gonna get it, they need to use legends correctly. And I think Bellator does. Look at look at uh Fedor. Yeah, I think he's he's, been, he, he's he's a star. So they they trot him out there like a star. Like like he's a legend. Like a legend. And like he yeah. can go Yeah. You know, so I think someone who understands that and would properly do it is like a Jake Paul. I just think he needs to be at the forefront and more involved in things to legitimize it
4: more. Well, I think I think Bellator are doing like you know, what you said there at the start was about the fact that for these so called well, they are legends, but we're 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 classing them as, as legends because they're at the end of their careers and they're not in the top promotions, but they're still around. They're not fighting the best competition, but at this point, who cares? Because we just want to see them win. You know, we don't want to see Rashad Evans get beat, you know, by some some guy that no one no one's heard of, and and it looks bad. Or we don't want to see Ryan Bader get knocked out, you know, really bad in the heavyweight division. And but it, I think Bellator have done well um, in some aspects. I know they're not the number one promotion and I don't think they ever will be. But I will give Scott Coker and a lot of the production team and all all things around Bell a lot of credit for they I think they understand the role and I know they're trying to branch out and get bigger as any company would, but I think at the same time they do they do sort of realise that their position in in the queue in, in the line, you know, where Where MMA is considered. I mean, they filter a lot of talent and big draws around their legend fighters. So if you look at the top of the bill for each card, it's, you know, look at the ages on the guys. It's it's, it's quite old guys. It's well-known guys. But it's guys that, especially on a weekend where there's no UFC, so they're not going, you know, against them week for week there's nothing else but um, good promotion for Bellator there. I mean, they're not going to you know, sell loads and loads of pay-per-views if, if they do pay-per-view, um, but at the same time, are they really looking to do that? I know that sounds a bit strange, but I think they're in a position where they're just trying to get at the right sort of lane almost, they're just trying to work out right what works, what doesn't work. And for me, although I don't like to see really old guys getting hurt at this stage in their careers, if you have got, got guys like Rashad Evans who didn't really take any damage and still win and still create headlines for the belt or, uh sorry, for Eagle FC, for example, that's, I mean, that's just positive. And I don't know. I think I think there's a bit of wiggle room for what you could do with these legend fighters and um away from the, you know, the top level athletes in the UFC in Bellator. You know, there's still Bellator's not just a, a legends promotion. It's got loads of great champions, for example, where they would rival UFC champions. I mean, I would match up a lot of the Bellator champions against UFC champions, and they would be great fights. But in terms of names, in terms of branding, Bellator is obviously second, and it might go third soon. I mean, you look at Eagle FC. They are. Yeah. Right, what's your thoughts on Eagle FC? I mean, it's, you know, Khabib's recently taken over. Kevin Lee, the probably the number one um, in terms of draw right now, he's he scheduled, scheduled yeah, play. He a really
3: big acquisition for yeah. them. It really yeah. does. And that's a really good formula. You got to take these free agents and you got to make what you can of them. And they're going to be like you said, they're going to be number two real soon if they continue to do stuff like that now is Kevin Lee the best fighter no but he's a hot free agent and he still has a lot of potential left yeah. uh, that's yet to be seen if he's if he's going to capitalize on it but that's all we need is to see it we need the chance because there's plenty what you know there's plenty of people that can go there and do good things and That's what I was getting at with Bellator, you know, like you need the legends. If you can fight some, you need a fight with a legend to legitimize what you're doing sometimes, you know, um, Jake Hager needs to fight uh, Fedor. You know, I asked him if he wanted to fight Fedor. He said, of course he does, you know, and uh, I think that that's got to be a goal you know, uh, Jake, Hager, Jake Hager's not a young guy, at the same time, um, you know, he he still has a young career, and he hasn't really fought anybody, it's kind of like the Jake Paul of, uh, of, of MMA.
4: Well, Jake uh, Hager, obviously, for, like, fans that are listening that may not remember that name, obviously, a, a former WWE um, star, but also turned MMA fighter as well, so sean's referencing him there he does have mma experience but like you said not not very much
3: right he has he he just has to he just has amateur wrestling Uh, he's got the most pins i think in oklahoma history uh to be fair i mean if anybody was listening at the time no one was because i just started the show but i actually you know i mentioned aew and stuff like that and was he going there because of you know um had he spoken with JR with the uh with their Oklahoma background and he said yeah you know like that's definitely something he was looking at doing so he he pretty much said that he was he was open to doing it without you know saying that he was absolutely going to AEW but that there's the important thing there that i think it's worth noting that um AEW, you know, they have their MMA. They have some MMA crossover there too with uh, Masvidal and Paige Van Zandt and Henry Cejudo. They even have Mike Tyson, you know. Um, and Jake, you know, Jake Paul's the type of guy you want to get in there too because he's a big name. Right? Jake Paul will get more eyes on your stuff than anybody, which is why I'm saying, like, if Jake Paul really wants to make a name for himself. He should go to Khabib's new. Uh, he should go to Khabib's, uh, uh, his company, and do his first fight there because he'll have actual legitimacy to that. You know what I mean? Like, if he wins, great. He'll probably lose, but just just being in there would give them a lot, a, a big boost. More Khabib. Oh, Khabib
4: the would um, give Jake Paul one of those like unknown Russian dog dagestanian wrestlers that are
3: just absolute killers you know you just know well i mean well true true i mean he's you know but jake jake paul has his background and that's the great part about it he could lose a a mma fight like that and it's fine because it's just wrestling he would just get out wrestle and that's, you know okay it it doesn't really prove anything except that he's not a better wrestler than them you know what i mean uh so he could take that loss but depending on the money he brings, that's you know when, when it all comes down to the money and the eyes you're bringing, I think it'd be worth it if he could if he's promoted correctly. He's he's going after Dana White quite a bit, and I I know he's he's doing stuff with UFC. He just invested something in them or whatever he did doesn't really matter. He's just messing with he's just trolling Dana White. What he really should do is go ahead and partner up with someone else and bring Triller, and bring his, bring his own unique brand of stuff, and bring it to somebody who seriously wants to do it. WWE are in the entertainment industry, you know, um, they don't really want to do that. Impact, yes, they're in the entertainment industry, but, like, they're, they're a more serious company. Take that with a grain of salt, please, please, because if anybody's (laughs) watched Impact they know damn well that statement may not make sense at first. But yes, they do overall present themselves as a more serious product, despite the goofy aspects of certain areas of the company. Okay? Uh, <laughs> let me just be very clear about that. But I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know it's silly, but I like the undead realm. with um. They basically had like a female undertaker and i thought all of, all of it was great i thought it was all great uh she kind of did what ray wyatt didn't do or couldn't do so for everybody hating and who and anybody who understands that that's, t- that's too bad you can hate send me a hate mail Therese, don't send it to me i'm not i'm not gonna <laughs> read it listen to it okay no,
4: all hates directed towards shauna unfortunately i mean i don't think i'll get any hate mail what are you talking about <laughs> no
3: but I, I think Jake Paul's a free agent. Like I know you got Kevin Lee, that's good. Try to get Jake Paul. Try to get well, Logan Paul. Try to try to get someone outside of. You're gonna end up like Bellator if you get too many people, ex UFC guys. You're also gonna yeah, end too up too many Kevin Lees. Yeah, so you well, can't get too many of those. You got to get somebody else. We'll
4: we'll get you. You mentioned Jake Paul there. We'll we'll go on to him in a second. Um, but. I just just to wrap up uh, on the Bellator and the Eagle um, FC, mainly Eagle FC, because I think you know we've talked about Bellator there about where they kind of are. It's not stale, but it's it's just what Bellator is for me. I mean, Eagle FC is the one that sort of you know because of Khabib's investment and because of the Kevin Lee um, signing and you know Rashad being there. But that I think that's just to, to really kickstart it. I think I think we're going to see something quite special in the next six to 12 months from Eagle FC, I think there's going to be one standout event where everyone's talking about it. It might not be, you know, very deep in, in the card and stuff, but there'll be names where you're just like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe he signed with Eagle FC or something. Just I just feel it. I mean, it, with that Khabib influence and and things, and and when I seen the Khabib um, and Kevin Lee, you know, photo of them shaking hands, and obviously him signing the contract. it Obviously, considering the circumstances surrounding Kevin Lee and the UFC, it wasn't a surprise to see that he was with someone else, but it always will be a bit of a strange sighting to see those two together, considering the history of Kevin especially wanting to fight Khabib, fighting, wanting to fight Islam. But I think there is something there with Especially that the fact that Khabib is such a, a name now. You know, he wasn't. He was. He was. He was becoming a name. You know, everyone knew how dominant he was being in his fights. Obviously, the Conor McGregor fight really pushed him over in terms of fame, in terms of um, sp- yeah. support yeah. all around the world, mainly from you know Russia and the Middle Eastern countries. But I think Khabib holds a lot of influence and obviously a tremendous reputation in the sport. That he might become a sim, perhaps not in the way that, you know, a Dana White works, but, or even to quote you with Vince McMahon, you, you always need that very charismatic promoter, very. Uh, you, you just you just can't have you know Scott Coker for example I, I I like Scott Coker when I listen to him he knows what he's talking about but there's nothing that draws you in when you sit and watch an interview where he talks that's why Bellator's where it's at it's not just down to him obviously but you need sure. someone when you listen to go oh oh I can't I can't wait to watch this because he's built it up so much and. And Khabib, of of course, he's not going to be, you know, outspoken and trash talking because he's not that type of guy. But for me, his reputation may attract big named fighters that are out of contract, like you said, hot MMA MMA free agents. Um, and I think Eagle sc has got uh, something there.
3: I I saw, I got a question for you. Hmm do you think it'd be wrestle centric and do you think that wrestle a wrestle centric m m a company is going to be something that the mainstream is into mm. like do you like what's the crossover appeal of of like even g s p the goat for many people um
0: More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do.
0: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
1: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void rep prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: They said he would just lay and pray. Like, they didn't. They thought people would say, people say to this day that GSP was boring. And that's all wrestle centric. And um, that's something that, you know, pro wrestling moved away from because you can't chain wrestle for, you know, 20 minutes at a time and get people invested. Now, that's I to me, I think that's the one thing about uh, Eagle FC that's just going to it's not going to catch on because, well, ain't nobody knocking nobody out. Nobody, you know, like nobody's going for knockouts. They're just wrestling. That sound. Listen. That sounds boring as hell to me, and and I love wrestling. <laughs> you know, I love it. <laughs> it sounds boring as hell. Like I couldn't stay awake during two matches on that card. Now, but do you think it's actually gonna be wrestle centric or more mixed martial arts?
4: That's a that's a really good question. Um, because, like you just said, you know, being a wrestling fan and appreciating that that sport and that aspect of combat sport. I get where you're coming from because even, you know, us being combat sports gurus, we, we love it. We love talking about it. You sit and watch a card, and I think a lot of people that are listening would agree that if you sat and watched even like a UFC card and every single fight went the distance and the majority of it was wrestling, even though I love watching the exchanges and, you know, reverse positions, the grappling, if it's high level, it's great. But if you watch every fight, and they're all like that, and we say that, and people may think, well, that's never going to happen on a full card, but if the fights on Eagle FC are structured in the way they are currently, with a lot of Russian, Dagestanian wrestlers influenced yeah. by Khabib, that could easily become a problem, because mm-hmm. in Khabib's world, that's great, and that's high level, and it is, but... He's coming from it from a position where he's already reached the fame, the money, the eyeballs. But it wasn't just it, for Khabib; it was it was popular and it was exciting because he was so dominant. But you, when you're watching guys that you don't know the names of do it to to each other, and it's not a Conor McGregor on the other side, and it's not you know um, just. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, like you're not seeing the the opposite of what Khabib was. You're seeing two Khabibs in the octagon. That may yeah. become a problem. I don't know because I that's like what I said about the influence. I think Khabib could have influence in bringing at least you know American talent into this promotion. I don't think it's just going to be um, flooded with Russian talent. But if it is yeah, maybe it won't become the second biggest combat sport <laughs> promotion.
3: Yeah, I mean, no, but you're right. It has the potential to be huge. They definitely can't go with that. Like, they can't have that structure of just wrestling. Like, um, if there's one thing about could be that I'll say um, that keeps him from being the GOAT, he showed it in the Conor McGregor fight. Like, he, he can stand up with you and trade shots. He doesn't have a problem with that whatsoever, but no. if if people want to say GSP would just lay in prey, I mean, we can just say Khabib's the best wrestler we ever seen in our lives and leave it at that. I don't need to make him the GOAT. He's the GOAT wrestler, you know, sure, um, but the problem with that is, you know, that's that doesn't show me mixed martial arts. He's just the best mixed martial artist because he's the best wrestler. Yeah. You see what I mean? So that's, that's the knock he's going to have on him when people see that and go, oh, man, how many knocks out he, knockouts he got? It's like, well, he should have just knocked more people out. Not everybody. He should have just showed that, hey, I can knock you out, too. He should have just done that more. Split them. If you're this good, split your wins. Say, I'm going to knock this guy out. I know I am. I need to. I got to do this. But – it was all wrestling. And uh people don't look at that and go, "Huh? Well, you know, show me his highlight reel and it's just him on top of a dude. Like that's not, you know what I mean? It's not going to be enough to sell people on the whole idea of him running a promotion, you know, uh and it being super exciting. With that said, his first his biggest signing was Kevin Lee. So, I, who had a, a crazy knockout. I mean, it was like a, like three years ago, so it was crazy. I forgot who he knocked out, but it was Jesus against Christ. Gregor
4: Gillespie, uh, another yes. wrestler.
3: Oh my god. I thought he killed him. Look like he <laughs> killed him.
4: Look like he looked
3: like he killed him, man. Uh so so yes, if you can bring me more Kevin Lee's in terms of that, yes. But well um I'm I'm gonna hold out to see where I where they really are, where they end up.
4: Well Oh, you're saying you'll hold out, um, which is fair enough. But if I tell you that Kevin Lee has a fight and his first fight is against UFC Hall of Famer Diego Sanchez, what would you say directly to that?
3: I would think that Diego Sanchez needs money, and, and that um, he probably shouldn't take that fight.
4: I think I don't.
3: I don't want to see it because I don't think Diego Sanchez is nearly, he's definitely not what he used to be, but what he used to be is debatable too.
4: Mm.
3: No, well, And he, he's one of the, for me, without him and that, um, oh man, who did he fight? You know who i talking Gita. about? That one, yes. Without that fight, we're not, we might not be talking about UFC right now, but you needed fights like that. And 100%. guys like Diego, you needed guys like Diego Sanchez. And that's that sounds great on paper until I start to think about where Diego Sanchez is in his career and the fact that Kevin Lee, we just talked about how Gillespie just got knocked out by Lee. I don't think it's a good fight. <laughs> you, you, you want to see him die. Just say it. I think, yeah, I think want-
4: Eagle FC are announcing that fight <laughs> and at and, and the bottom of the page saying, as a side note, we are also okay with Diego Sanchez dying in our in our octagon. Like
3: just, <laughs> right. we just, are cool with it. Is really, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's cool. Like, cause that is literally what can happen. I don't think <laughs> it's far off and far fetched to say that. Like people think I'm joking when I said you could die. Like, no, they all oh, know no, they you can. Die. And and you're kind of aiming to do that. I say well, kind of because you're not trying to maliciously like gouge their eyes out but you're trying to incapacitate this person by any means, any uh, legal means necessary. So that could lead you, like, if it's me, if I'm fighting, like if I, if I was just a fighter, my mentality is, I'm going to kill you. Um, And some people try to do that. Like it's not like Nagano probably says, I'm going to kill you. Or I'm going to at least fight you. Like I'm killing you. So, so, I think people, I think that's really dangerous for Diego Sanchez to do because it's not a game and it's not just about money, it's about your health.
4: I think um, Khabib is, and along with with his matchmakers for Eagle FC, have looked at that fight and put it on. And and I think Khabib's just trying to get as close to obviously being from Russia and just getting that infamous Rocky quote of Ivan Drago, if he dies, he dies. I mean, like, what like you said there about it's not a good fight for Diego Sanchez at this point in his career I totally agree with that and I'll just give a bit of an update to the listeners that haven't really been following Diego Sanchez um in the last few years Diego Sanchez obviously parted ways with UFC um I mean there was talk for ages before his contract was um terminated that he was going to fight Conor McGregor. Another fight where you were saying the exact same thing. Why would he fight then? Obviously, for the money, but that's just not a good thing for Diego at this point. But since um, leaving the UFC, Diego contracted COVID. And if you've seen the photos on his Instagram and um, that were circulating on social media, he almost died from covid like like what hamza went through with you know the coughing up the blood i think it went into his lungs and that was only I, i remember that only being only a few months ago that i was hearing about this um that long ago at all uh and
3: that's that's another scary part about it um he just he hasn't been he's always gonna be like clay guida he's always gonna be one of those guys and like Clay Guida's a lot better fighter than what we remember you, we just remember him you know and uh we just remember all the scar tissue he has that's all but you know dudes had he still winning though yeah um so if you want to get a i would see here you go give me Diego Sanchez and Clay Guida again do that fight because neither one of them is going to knock the other one out i don't think but um you know just do that because kevin lee's very different i i I don't think that's smart i don't think it's cool um then again we saw uh vitor bill ford uh kill evander holyfield you know (laughs) basically kill him so i guess who cares right at some point we got to care about people's lives like thank you you know i was debating um one of uh co-hosts of uh before about the kill shot i say hey, you don't need a kill shot to stop the fight if you see it coming you can stop the you can stop the fight when you think that the the, the uh, fighter safety is in imminent danger case in point when luke Rockhold fell down or was knocked down against yo romero and he was up against that gate did you or did you not know that he was about to get knocked out oh yeah and it was the very next shot that did it. He lined him up, and I would have stopped the fight right there because that punch could have killed him. I went, oh my God, nope. If you have him, I called it dead to rights. If you have a guy dead to rights, that's it. That's why they call off fights. Now, if you see this shot coming, you see it coming, stop it. That, that was a clear indication that he was about to get knocked out, and all he had to do was stop the fight. I would have been perfectly okay with that um because you see the guy winding up like sometimes you can see that shot that's gonna knock a guy out that was one of those times uh so this this is one of those fights okay don't let like you don't need Diego Sanchez to get in there and get destroyed in order for you to be like oh yeah we shouldn't have done that like
4: yeah, just don't do
3: it. <laughs> right, I'd rather see him go to Bellator then and, and put over some other young talent.
4: I think it's just you know? like what we're talking about about obviously Eagle FC coming up, and you put a young guy still Kevin Lee's. You know, he's still on the right side of thirty, and he's been around forever because he's just had so many fights in the UFC. He's he's become a big name because of that. He's fought some of the best guys in the world, albeit not always come up on the right side of a win. But getting Kevin Lee in a main event and you put him against the Diego Sanchez, I can see why Eagle FC have done it. I can see why Khabib's thought to do this. It grows the target audience. It grows it from not just being about Russian fighters. You've got the American appeal. But I've just, I've just had a quick look. MMA Mania have done an article on Diego Sanchez and he posted a photo of himself in a hospital bed on November 26th he's hooked up with god knows how many wires on him um and it's pneumonia covid never give up reads the title so gets covid and from that a battle with pneumonia at the same time which has been quite common with fighters I think Cody Garbrandt was one of the others that um suffered from that but you know just like you're saying, I just I can see the appeal. Um, I can see the reasoning behind it, but I can't get on board with what what I'm seeing here. Um, I don't want to see Diego Sanchez fight a Kevin Lee at this point. I mean, give him a year off, and he's going to be another, obviously another year older. But at least he would have a lot of time in between what he's gone through. You're talking six, seven, eight months.
3: So this you. is here. Go ahead. Yeah.
4: Sorry. No, just Th- this, is, yeah, this yeah. You're talking yeah, seven to eight months away from almost dying to then fighting a young and hungry Kevin Lee.
3: You know where Diego Sanchez would be best served, and people really need to start to understand why this is a thing. Uh, Kurt Angle wins a, a an Olympic gold medal, right? And then he goes straight into wrestling because what yeah. else was he going to do as a prof- as as literally a professional wrestler? literally that's what he was i know it was amateur wrestling but now you know she has to turn to pro, pro wrestling um uh gable stevens uh stevenson or how i forget his name yeah is. gable stevenson
4: yeah
3: yeah so um what does he do after he wins a gold medal and he he was a professional wrestler for his life he becomes a professional wrestler you got other athletes out there that aren't exactly going to like they've already been pro if you've been in college and you've been a football player for four years you've already been a professional football player if we're being honest about it i know you didn't get paid for it but like there's no way in hell you're about to go out there and and sacrifice your body again to achieve nothing there's nothing left for you to achieve you have to go into another area of uh of combat uh, sports diego sanchez always had the personality always should have been doing pro wrestling you know why it's a lot safer than what he's doing he can actually take care of his body better and everything impact wrestling this is what i mean impact wrestling
0: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about
1: anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
3: No purchase necessary.
1: BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Could do something easy with uh, Diego Sanchez. He'd be perfect for pro wrestling. Perfect. Because he's going to have to condition his body in a way that won't take a toll on it, on him. And he won't be actually fighting and getting kicked in the head anymore. It's- Perfect. So if him and Kevin Lee were having a wrestling match, beautiful. Set the stage at WrestleMania. But he's going to get kicked in his head and punched in his head for real. Not something he should be doing. I think he needs to definitely go to pro wrestling. Frank Mir did. Kane uh, Velasquez did. He had matches in WWE. So, yeah. like think people need to think a little bit more as a, a literal – a a linear movement a a lateral movement but um it keeps you safe you know and we want to see them compete we just we want to see Diego Sanchez the way he is but we want to do it without the risk factor of losing Diego Sanchez
4: yeah um it's it's a difficult one you know you'll have people like us who are Concerned at times, want to see these great fighters still fight and, and do it. You know, they may say they love it, and it may be because of the money aspect. But maybe sometimes, you know, you, you can't really question a fighter's heart and willingness to fight. It's their decision, as long as they're healthy enough to clear, you know, medical protocol, and whatever. But you know, we just want to see the best fights, the best fighters, good fights, exciting fights. But at the end of the day, fighters safe, go home with their families and whatnot. Um, but
3: and we want to see them too, you know. Like we, it's not, you know, it's not just the, the you know, the the right. physicality of it. We want to hear and see what's going on with them. We want exactly. him to talk to us.
4: It's not just no, fighting. It's, it's everything. It's yeah. all the the media side. It's the storylines and everything. You know, exactly. you want to still see that. I get what you're saying.
3: Ken Shamrock. That was the name I was trying to think of. He's the exact example. You know what I'm talking about. He knows yeah. fighting is not what he should be doing. But, man, he is still putting on good wrestling matches. And he was one of the first to cross over. You know, him and Dan Severn, like, there's a real crossover. Uh, and people don't get that. And that crossover keeps you safe, and it gives us what we really want. Because you can't fight anymore. You know, at some point, Fedor, I'll tell you this, Fedor versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania sounds amazing. Mm. It does. I know the match is going to be way different than what a fight between them would be. But man, imagine—I mean, maybe Brock loses. Maybe Fedor knocks him out. I want to see that. I'm just saying they're both protected. We're not going to get that—that that same fight we would have gotten out of them in their prime. Yeah. But we can still get something. We can get the Fedor we want. We can get the Brock Lesnar we want. We get—we get the big, big build. And they could actually touch and fight each other beforehand, right? So it could be a proper build. So, uh, that's that's the type of stuff I want to see. So, like you 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 did interest me with Diego Sanchez, but not by fighting Kevin Lee. That that sounds gross.
4: Yeah, you want to see sounds- Kevin Lee fight guys his age? Yeah, like a Clay Guida for a second time. That would, you know, fights where he's not completely outmatched skill level, you know, athletic ability. You just want to see, like, I think, you know, I don't want to see Cowboy uh, Cerrone fight anyone other than guys his age, sort of his name. I mean, okay, maybe you won't get a guy the same level and reputation as Cowboy, but you will find a guy with a similar age, a similar record, similar fighting ability skill-wise. Like, we we don't want to see these young, hungry guys fighting these guys that have already made the Just money. Yeah, well.
3: <laughs> Con, Conor McGregor and, uh, and uh, Cowboy sounds like a good fight back for both of them, you know? And, you know, they yeah, like, I know, uh, you know, I know Cerrone's been around longer, but at the same time, skill level, you know, it's, it's still the same skill level, uh, at least That's
4: crazy I would say that, like, that Conor McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone are probably right now at the same point. Like I know Connors had more um, high, you know. Obviously, he's not Cerrone's not touched what McGregor's done in the sport in terms of titles and accolades and all that. But like, if you look at the last like what ten fights, like <laughs> look at the records, yeah. it's like uh, yeah. you would think they were the same roundabout skill level, which is just crazy to me.
3: And and, then, and I, you know what, though? That, that's a really good... either You can build them. That should be a fight night because they're losers. Right now, they're losers. Let's just be for real. Uh, well,
4: the records say that, so yeah. yeah.
3: Re- Recently, they've become losers. So they should be headlining a fight night. And that's how you build really good fight nights and say, we got Conor McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone on a fight night. I
4: exactly. think the UFC's revenue
3: says no to that. <laughs> I like think they go. No, but no. it it makes more sense to do it because you'll build be- if you if that's if you were in a in a that's where if you were in the business of building better cards, but like I know, again, they can't build a card. Like you don't have a WrestleMania, you don't have a Royal Rumble, you don't have a Slam. What do you have? A Fight Night. Yeah, that's just just not going to do it. But yeah, I mean they, that could be the co-main event. Uh, of a big card but you just get more mileage out of stuff I, I think they they don't have grand p- pre's but I think they should just do entire cards with entire divisions you know yeah. why not It don't confuse anybody don't say oh we have a this fight and that. nah shut up lightweight division card get them all out of the way and then you can kind of mix it up again and um, you know defend the belts on those of course but like if you don't defend the belts on those then you can just put the title matches uh the title fights on one card and just let it be that you know instead of just not having any build like I, we talked about the card last week i forgot who was on it already i i, I get who's headlining but there's no other names on there like that's yeah. one other fight.
4: We'll 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 get on to um that because that is a good point about you know the fight nights and whatnot. But um something that doesn't require any um second thought about remembering names is for better or worse Jake Paul. Um he, he's he's someone that you will never forget. What's that guy's name again? Oh no, yeah that he, he, everyone knows who he is at this point. Yeah. So um yeah I think it was maybe a week ago now. Um, maybe less than so, but Jake Paul, um, obviously an ongoing feud and battle with UFC President Dana White um, regarding a lot of different <laughs> things that his diss track video on YouTube sort of covered. Um, I watched it today. I heard about it, but you know, I obviously thought about if we were going to talk about it, I probably should. Give it a watch. It was like only like three, four minutes, but um. I haven't seen. Well, I was I was going to ask him, um, but if you haven't seen it, I'll just quickly give you and the listeners a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a description. Um, yeah, just really what you would expect um from Jake Paul, um, going at Dana White in terms of you know the UFC stuff, the fighter pay, going at Dana personally and stuff i mean see what you want i mean the, the production was great <laughs> you know in the video like <laughs> it was really like a well-done video um he's obviously got a lot of money to spend on it but right, like, I mean, was... he's
3: been in production too like that's literally oh, what he that's does him.
4: yeah that's him um but it, it was i'll come on to the reason i bring it up is, is that obviously this video you know anything jake paul does it's going to get a lot of Views and attention and things, but him putting this video on YouTube, obviously there's money involved, and when he makes videos and stuff, and he's saying that all the money that's made from this diss track on Dana White is actually going to be dispersed to the UFC roster that are currently earning <laughs> twelve thousand um, per fight, which is the the minimum a, a pro athlete can be paid under the UFC, um, which is another you know. Smart little dig at Dana and UFC. Um, it was just you know it was a video where he was going. It was shot in like a, a warehouse for the fight scenes where there was an octagon. There was two fighters and it was Dana. It was a, an impersonator, an actor of Dana White. Um, Chris Cyborg was actually in one of the little skits that was in the video. Um, obviously, she's had a bit of a battle with the UFC yeah. And, yeah. and pay and things. But I mean, if, if we're going to talk about it in terms of like what, what it actually means and things, the donation to the fighters, the UFC fighters, I mean, also it can be come across as a bit of arrogance. But at the same time, I actually believe Jake Paul in that he is trying to do something for fighter pay and athletes because he's got such a profile. He's got the money. He doesn't need to do this, but he's doing it. I think he's doing it because he believes in it on one hand. And also because he thinks it's a good way to cross over into the MMA background. Um, what's your thoughts on him like trying to help out UFC fighters with pay?
3: He got into something that, so he is rich, you know, he's wealthy, and he got into something he loved and respect, and he hates that Dana White doesn't love and respect it. He hates it. He hates him for it, and and that's that's just flat out what it is. You you can see that a mile away. He's like, hey man, but. He's doing it in a very millennial way. You know, he's like, "Well, I'm going to just annoy you until you change or notice me." I I'm I'm not mad at that. I like it. I will say, but he's also if you look at the business moves he's doing, he's all business when he does it. Like you said, he's donating to pay, you know, the money from that to pay fighters. That's a a, a very clean business move. I wish he would throw the business moves more in the face of um, mainstream media because everybody just think oh he's just a youtuber like no dummy he's a businessman and he's outsmarting Dana White who's supposedly a better businessman you just know Dana White more you know uh, or you're more, more familiar with Dana White but the better businessman is Jake Paul because he's getting people paid and that's what business is about he's getting viewers he's getting pay he's getting attention He's you know he what happens when he gets to advertise- what happens when he gets something like Reebok to sponsor the fighters instead if, if he could just he could he he's in a position that if he really if he just not cut back on the clown stuff but in addition to put on a suit when in a boardroom, even if it's a track suit, I don't care seriously like put on a suit. Go to a boardroom, start making some major moves and let Forbes talk about that. Not in the gossip column stuff, not about not, you know, oh, TikTok, TikTok star does blah, blah, blah. No. Let Wall Street Journal publish what you just did. Let them talk about it there. Because then they're going to say, hey, push Jake Paul. Now he's on ESPN, you know, then he'll be on ESPN and Fox Sports. Hey all the all the things he needs to be on, he'll be on. Because right now um if he needs to go that route because he's not fighting actual boxers, right? And then when he does, it's not going to be someone who anyone gives a damn about. So he needs to take a more business approach. He he needs he needs to, to catch he needs to let the business people catch up. We all see what he's doing and I know why he's doing it. He just hate he hates Dana White's disrespectful to the business. Uh, he feels the same way Tony Tony Khan feels about Vince McMahon. Um, only he's doing actual things about it, like actual things that are changing the actual MMA game forever. Like um, Dana White's gonna have to do something. I honestly think they're gonna make him step down if he Dana White's a hothead. And I I don't think he's worth the money that um th- that they're giving him. I I think that yeah he's a personality, but I think you could get you can get Chael Sonnen to do what he's doing in terms of personality.
4: Oh Chael Sonnen, the man. He like in terms of, you know we obviously yeah. as media we do tend to um stay impartial to fighters and stuff, but I totally agree with that. Like if there was one I man, came,
3: <laughs> I'm not impartial.
4: <laughs> yeah oh yeah you I, do I, though I, we, you keep doing that <laughs> yeah yeah oh uh, well, i'm gonna break that here for a second real quick but All right. yeah <laughs> okay chael, chael Sonnen for me just you know when you watch it's just like you just watch videos that come up every so often and obviously he doesn't fight anymore and you see things that come up and you just think like people today won't remember well they they might remember but they they just don't realize like what chael Sonnen brought i mean he Like, everyone says, oh, Conor McGregor is the, he changed, he changed combat sports, he changed MMA, he made it exciting, and he made it this, and what it is today. There was guys well before Conor McGregor, and the main man was Chael Sonnen once, so just to bring that up real quick about, you know, if you were to bring someone else in, outside of a Dana White, considering how big this may get, his feud with Jake Paul, someone like a and a chill son could easily take over that role i think
3: you split the role because i don't think anybody's Dana white in terms of what everything he does i'm not going to act like he's he's a nobody he doesn't do his job what i'm saying is you could get more mileage out of two different people
1: promote daniel cormier
0: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: To Dana White's position. Oh, he's and another one. You, and then you have Chael Son and be the mouthpiece. Oh boy, oh boy. Now UFC looks completely different. You got you got you got uh, Daniel Cormier doing everything he needs to do for these fighters. And people love Daniel Cormier. I know there's a lot of John Jones lovers that hate Daniel Cormier, but that's about it. You take Daniel Cormier, people love him, you throw him out there and you you could be done. But no, you still want to sell the fights like Dana White can. And Chel Sonnen is louder, he's better, he's way better spoken. Oh, much spoken. more well spoken. And he can sell a fight. I can put Chel Sonnen on ESPN right now or anywhere else on ESPN. Yeah, no no, I mean like anywhere on ESPN I'm done. I'm oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to to do the interview. If I say, "Hey, man, I need you to go on um uh first take. I need you to go on this just in with Max uh, Kellerman." Right, he can go anywhere and do anything. Dana can't. Like he he, he can, yeah, but he's he rough around the edges. Yeah, and nobody likes that, and nobody he, likes him for that. They just don't say anything because he's he's Dana White.
4: Dana, to me, when when you listen to him, because obviously when the big pay per views come around. Dana has to go on, like you said, the first take, the max on boxing show, um, on ESPN and all the the big major networks. And Dana, to me, when he sits there and he gets asked these questions, I've always found that, like you know, and I'm not, uh, we're not trying to just totally discredit everything Dana White's done. He's done a lot of good things. It's not what we're saying, but what we're saying is, well, what I'm saying anyway is, I get the impression that Dana. Maybe because of there's a lot of things going on. I don't know. I just when he speaks, it doesn't seem like he really is focused on on getting as much information as he can, so that he's prepared, so that when he gets on these big networks and he's got to sell fights, it seems sometimes that he doesn't really know. Like he doesn't like when he does get the press conferences, he gets asked questions, and he always gets he always responds the same way. And it's like a safe answer because he doesn't really know what to, else to add. And I just think you put someone like a, a Daniel Connery who has to do so much research because of the commentating mm-hmm. job he does. You, you ask Chill Sonnen, who does commentary, but also does, um, you know, an analyst work for his YouTube page and all that. They'd be so good for uh, being, a, being that promoting role. And like you said about that dual thing with, you know, Dan- DC and Ch- Chill, I, I thought that, DC probably will be the successor to Dana, but I think that's yeah, a great yeah. suggestion
3: about they, need to, they need to go ahead and push the button on that. They really do. Because Dana White's holding them back. He's a reason why they lost the Fox deal. And that was a big deal. It's a huge deal that they lost that. Um I know everybody try to spin it and say, Oh, they're on ESPN now and stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like you're not understanding the fact that they lost it and they lost it to something that is perceived as fake. That is a really bad look, and um, like I said, people don't really, and, and then they went, they went on ESPN and they have that uh, ESPN Plus stuff. Nobody's gonna be looking at ESPN Plus to do that. They were on Fox. They were on network, um, network. They were on 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 over the air broadcast television. I yeah. could turn on my television without a cable cord in the back and see UFC. In fact, that's where I watched one of uh, Holly Holmes' fights. It was good. It was a really good thing for her to be on that car. It, it might have been when she fought Valentina. But imagine that. Listen to what I just told you. Valentina and Holly Holm were on Fox. At least I believe so. But like, think about it. That was a fight that took place. I believe it was on Fox. And if it was, guess what? They missed out big. UFC is no longer on Fox. Um. SmackDown gets, what, like 2.5 million viewers every Friday, and it's supposedly fake. So if you're real, you should do better than that, right? No, they don't come close. And the reason they don't come close is because they don't treat their people well. Um, you can see People say whatever they want about everything, like Jeff Hardy's in the news about how, oh, WWE breaks you down mentally. Well, you know, there's some people that just signed for big money, re-signed. They're getting six figures and like come on, dude. They're getting six figures a year. If you are in the UFC and you are not getting fights and you're not really getting you dissatisfied with what you're being paid, you need to go do pro wrestling. Cause right now is the time to do it. Either go to AEW. I highly recommend that you don't. That is a big mistake. You'll probably snap your neck. Or something. I don't know. Um, you need to be trained. I don't know what would happen. I'm just, I'm just screwing around. Um, but I would go to a more reputable company, someone that's been around longer. Uh, they, they people are gonna leave Dana. They're not just leaving UFC. Nagano wants to leave Dana, right? Like John Jones has a problem with Dana. Um, Khabib had a problem with Dana. You know, like they're. Uh, conor mcgregor dana dana it's always him he's a common denominator and they know he is and i don't know why they haven't just kicked him out yet he's not this mcmahon he's not going your stock isn't going to tumble because of this guy especially if you replace him with uh daniel cormier and just make chill sunning your mouthpiece and you are done you know who else should be included joe rogan I think, like Joe yeah. Rogan's this huge figure. Oh yeah, don't get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Put him in. You know, you get Joe Rogan because it's like, well, it's Joe Rogan. He's he's the man right now. Controversial or not, but he's he's going to get more eyes on the product and finally going to legitimize it and him in a way that never actually happened. You know what I mean? Like we know he's synonymous with UFC, but they never really legitimized each other in the way they were supposed to. This would do that. Dana, Chale. I'm I'm sorry, not Dana. Uh, Cormier, uh, Sonnen, and Rogan. Give me those three guys as the three heads. We're good to go. You talking about making some money.
4: I think, um, you know, we started this about obviously the Jake Paul and Dana White feud, um, and it's still ongoing, and I think – like you said there, I think you made a good point about the fact that it's it's the fighter and it's Dana. It's not. The, I mean, the France. Like most recently, we'll talk about you know the issues about fighter pay and the biggest, obviously, with being Francis Ngannou. His recent um, conversations to media and um, all fight week. If it wasn't about Cyril Gann, it was about the fighter contract. It was about not being paid enough, and a lot of it was it was Francis and the UFC and Gannou and the UFC but some a lot of times you were hearing also was you know the, Francis and Dana Dana you spoke to Francis this week and he was like yeah yeah we had a good conversation and stuff you know t- saying the, the usual type of things that you would to keep the reporters at bay and things but I just I'm not sure where um the UFC is going right now um obviously you know they're they're never not going to not be the number one um combat sport um well in terms of you know, actual, like, I I don't want to say real combat sport because wrestling is very real. You know, people like, I'll say that and people might not agree, but to me it is. It takes a lot of athletic ability. It takes, you know, and these guys do go through a lot of pain to get where they are. Um, Just watch, I I watched um, some of, I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, uh, Mark, sorry, The Undertaker's real name. I was going to give a shout out to him there. I don't know if you, Mark what, Mark what? is it i can yeah anyway um it's for me UFC will always be number 1 it will be a number one to a lot of people but um i just i can't see where they're going in terms of this feud with Jake Paul it's not just the diss track it's not just him making fun of Dana White it's him actually addressing the fighter pay with serious um intentions behind it with Multiple like you said about he's not getting the proper um sports coverage, but I think that's coming. I think you know e s p n and all sorts of um big companies they're really going um and getting on this Jake Paul bandwagon if you will because um it for me, I just think that jake paul he's doing everything right in terms of getting the right headlines out there. Um to sports websites, social media pages, the big ones you know you're you're not going a few days without seeing something about it, and I don't know i just i don't see where this sort of situation is unfolding with Dana and Jake and the u f c and Francis and all these fighters coming Chris cyborg being in that video that's that's a bad look for the u f c um put in her in a video that was former UFC champion, and now she's doing a video with Jake Paul, totally disrespecting Dana White and the UFC brass for underpaying her and the many other athletes. I just, where do you go? Do you bring in, like you said, uh, you know, DC, Chael, Joe Rogan? I can't, I can't really see Joe Rogan taking over. Um, I don't think he would do it. I think he's got too much going on. I think he needs someone with the business background. We say who's a better businessman, Jake Paul or Dana White, but Dana White will have good business sense. He's done it for long enough. DC has been around the business for a long time now, um, and he's he's not going anywhere, I don't think. Could he be the, the one to take over? I think a lot of people would, would say that it would be DC. Um, there's obviously the massive group of people that you don't hear and don't see um that support this crazy growing company that could also be the num the new promoter if should Dana leave, should it become too personal and he has to step aside. But it for me it's an ongoing situation. Um I don't know how it gets resolved, but we're just going to have to see where it goes. I think um, that Jake's doing a really good job um, of trolling, which he always does with the, this track. That's the one thing, but the, it was announced, I think it was a week and a half ago now, that Jake Paul has bought a share in, in, in Endeavour um, Group Holdings, which is the majority ho- majority owner, excuse me, of the UFC, um, that's interesting, I mean it really is, he's he's not going anywhere, um, and I think everyone knows that, I'm sure Dana knows that, which I'm, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want to know as much as he knows, but it's what it is, it's, it's a man with a lot of money, um, doing <laughs> Everything in his power to annoy um, the biggest MMA brand in the world. I'm just going to read you guys something real quick from Jake Paul's Twitter. Yeah, January twenty fifth. So, oh, so it was only a week ago that he posted this. It was Jake Paul saying, "I've invested in Inved, Endeavor, um, UFC stock with my partner to focus on UFC's standards relating to fighters in terms of fighter pay." Saying that we can deliver, um, well, we can strive to deliver long-term economic value by increasing UFC fighter pay and providing them healthcare. Reaching reaching out to engine number one, which is a sports company that looks to um, support athletes following their retirements from sports, um, and he says to partner on this quotation endeavour. End quotation. So another slide dig from Jake Paul there, but it's he, he's doing everything right to um get under the skin and I think I think we're not gonna hear the end of this for a while. Whether you see a winner and a loser between the two, um I'm not sure but like I said, Jake Paul and Dana White, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon.
3: So so if, if I disappeared for a second, that was because my Skype uh was interrupted by a call telling me that I need to pick up the keys to my new house. Uh, so, <laughs> so just saying, sorry I was away, but uh as as always you hold it down. Uh the, yeah, I hope I hope this doesn't go away uh anytime soon. And I hope it sparks the revolution in everyone else knowing that they could take down big companies. And it's not about taking down UFC. It's about changing UFC to what it's supposed to be. It's about fighter pay. It's about, um, it's not about preaching it. It's about literally going out there and doing it. It, This, this might go on a long time, but it needs to end with a knockout by Jake Paul you know, in, in a business sense.
1: Yeah,
4: I I agree with that. Um but does Jake Paul need to win or is he not already won with I, I think for N- me
3: No, he hasn't won already yet because the pay hasn't changed yet. He's just under Dana's oh, skin. Yeah. Agreed. He needs to make yeah. Dana react. And once Dana reacts, he's got him. And then he wins.
1: And then he'll probably, you'll see him do a 180. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: But what I mean by that, and you're totally right about the, the fire pay, because that's not changed yet. And I think, yeah, obviously he's not won there. What I mean about Jake Paul, I I was going to ask. Do you think he's already? For me, I think he's already won in terms of he doesn't need to go and win twenty-five boxing fights, maybe fight in in MMA to prove. I think Jake Paul's already won because last year in combat sports he was pretty much the number one thing. Like you know, you had obviously the highest level champions, amazing fights and stuff. But you ask the majority of people, what was the number one talked about athlete? fight or whatever it was jake paul and for me he doesn't even really need to do anything and he's already won he doesn't have to fight it like he's already won because he's already taken all of the attention away from the these fighters and i don't think he he really wants to do it because he wants to advocate for fighter pay and fighter attention like he's done with amanda serrano and the co-main events of all of his fights so far who is one of the best box uh, um, female boxers excuse me in the world and is now a way to fight katie taylor for undisputed gold which six you know six months ago a year ago even i wouldn't really i know i've obviously i know katie taylor being from great britain she's irish and um, i watch i've watched a lot of her fights but if you asked me 12 months ago who amanda serrano was i obviously would have somewhat i would have i've seen some of her fights and stuff but what i'm saying is the average fan wouldn't have had any idea who Amanda Serrano was before Jake Paul. I think he's done an amazing job in terms of bringing um, spotlight to fighters, whilst also attaining a lot of attention himself.
3: Oh, he's oh. he's definitely won in in the terms you're saying. Yeah, I just think his he do you know those are more so a small victories, and there's a war he's waging, and I think that there's so much more he can do, and that he wants to do that he would even see it as oh I failed, but you know, um, he he needs to come out of this thing with something Dana White has done because of him. You know, uh, right now, it's a lot of him, 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 you know. Uh, but when someone else does something and is uh, attributed to him, like, oh, this happened because Jake Paul did this or this happened and Jake Paul you know, was the one that spearheaded that, you know, that when he starts to get the credit for what is going on, that is when he's truly won, you know, <clears throat> he's got a lot of, like I say, he's got a lot of small victories now, but the war isn't won yet.
4: I think, um, we're obviously talking about the boxing side of things with Jake Paul, um, and MMA, of course, with the UFC and stuff. But just focusing real quick on, the, on boxing. Um, like I said, Jake Paul has been a very key point in getting this Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano fight done. Um, it's going to be at Madison Square Gardens, the first time a female boxing fight has been done um, as a headliner at Madison Square Garden. What like, you know, we've, I, I'm not sure. Are you fam- familiar with Eddie Hearn And this? He's a British promoter <sighs> in boxing.
3: Familiar with, but not...
4: Uh, not- yes, yeah, so you, you know the name. Yeah, yes, 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 I know the name, yeah. Yeah, so, well, that's actually quite a good sign considering you know, a lot of, you know, our listeners in the US probably would be similar in terms of their knowledge If if you're more of an MMA or a wrestling fan or... If you if you like boxing, you may even still not know too much about Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing, because it's obviously predominantly a British promotion. But Eddie Hearn's um, the best promoter um, in in Britain. He's one of the best promoters in boxing period. Um, he's got a lot of fighters under his belt. Most notably, probably Anthony Joshua, who is well set to rematch Alexander Usyk um, in the coming months after the news broke of Tyson Fury's next opponent. But like I said, we'll get onto that in a little bit. But just just talking to you a little bit there, you know, Jake Paul has become, outside of a, a very talented athlete and boxer, um, which I think everyone can now not even argue that he is. I think he's got a lot of skill in the boxing ring. He brings all the attention. But this fight between these two females, I mean... Um, it's going to be a, a great contest. It may not have had the build up and the press and the media attention had it not been for Jake Paul's involvement and also Eddie Hearn's on the other side. And I'm just interested um, that the fact that there's going to be a bit of a clash between Jake Paul representing Amanda Serrano and Eddie Hearn representing um, Kate Taylor, because Eddie Hearn is a lot like Dana White. This is why I mention him. Um, he is a massive personality in this country. And you will know more about Eddie Hearn than you'll know about his fighters, which is quite a crazy thing. He's that much of a, he's a star involved. He talks all the time on the on camera, etc., etc. And I'm just wondering, like, do you think Jake Paul can become like he he's a fight, he's a fighter now. He's obviously had a YouTuber um background, but well, he's going to be representing Katie Taylor, who's one of the best female boxers ever, and he's going to be. Promoting this fight, do you think he can cross over into becoming and an rival and like a Dana White in in terms of the promotion aspect as well?
3: And see, I think that's where when you when you say he's already won, I think that's where he's already won because to even put him in that same breath with someone like a Dana White, Dana White hates it. That's why he hates everything he's doing because legitimately, you have to say that he is fastly approaching someone like a Dana White. Sure, he doesn't have the experience and stuff uh he's doing the right thing. he's standing on his morals and it's the crazy part when people say he's just a stupid youtuber. I'm like, bro, he's trying to get people paid and you and these are people who get punched in the head for a living, and you don't want him to do that. you know he's still hung up on him being someone who's um you know just ingrained in social media like it's promotion he's People like Dana White more than they like him. But for what reason? You know, like the reasons need to be legitimate. Oh, Dana White's just cool. He's a badass. What do you mean? Not paying people's badass? You know, I saw Vince McMahon recent, not like recently, a couple years ago, he fell off of a, he made it, he did it. took a 10 foot bump just to show Rob Gronkowski who run a ring right after that, just to show him how to take a bump. I don't see Dana White doing anything like that. I'm not saying the guy's not in shape, but I don't see him in the business like that. I'm comparing people who are alike. And I'm comp- I'm also showing the comp- uh, how they're not alike. And as I said before, Dana White isn't like Vince McMahon in the ways he needs to be. But you want to know who is? Who? Hey. Jake Paul. He's the guy going out there and doing it physically and showing people, you know, uh, he's got arguably a moral, uh moral compass and stuff. It's weird when we talk about moral compass and all this stuff because it's two people beating the hell out of each other, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. People are like, oh, this doesn't do this and do that. It's like, well, you know, don't watch two people beat the hell out of each other. Then I don't want to tell you or, you know, same thing with Dana White. Like, if you don't want to get paid pennies, don't beat the hell out of people for a living. <laughs> go learn a trade. like you can go to school, too. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Uh, but no, I I think that um that is the whole reason we're having those conversations, because that's who he's going to end up being. I think he should take more of a Mark Cuban approach. Like, I, I think what Jake Paul doing is great, but he has a real opportunity to be on more of a Mark Cuban level, like a uh, Shark Tank. That's the level of businessman we're talking about. And he needs to be that. Not mess around with Dana White, because Honestly, Dana White's just not worth the time. He needs to literally be talking to a Mark Cuban, you know, Mark Cuban's the type of guy who has a a good moral compass as well. I know he's had allegations and stuff like that uh, linked to uh, the Dallas Mavericks and stuff, Uh, but, you know, that's, that's, you know, we don't have the details on that, and uh, he— he denied some stuff. Uh, I don't know about that. My point is, at least he said he didn't know. You know, Dana White knows what's going on, doesn't care. Uh, he knows he's not paying his fighter, doesn't care. I want to see Jake Paul surpass Dana White. I wanna see him go that route, surpass him, like, you know, and and just show the world what we really need. Be what we really need. Take a Dana White and turn, you know, uh, um, it, it just make them much better. That's what Jake Paul's going to be. I, I need him to be way better than, than Dana ever was. I, I'll put it to you like this. At the end of the day, at the end of their careers, there should be no way we bring up Dana White in the same uh, sentence as a Jake Paul.
4: Yeah. um, It's... It's like you said. It's it's not going to stop this battle, if you will, between the two. But I just I I like that there is, like you said, I I like that there's someone going at a company, and that there's someone. It's not just Jake Paul against Dana White. It's it's Jake Paul. For all that he's doing it in the way he does things, he's actually, if you look at the bigger picture and you can take it out of context of just he's being a troll, he's doing what he's always done. Look at what he's actually doing. Look what he's actually trying to achieve. You cannot tell me there's anyone that loves the sport of MMA, appreciates what the fighters go through, what the athletes endure to to do (sighs) what they do, to entertain the fans. That Jake Paul isn't doing what's best for these athletes, trying to help them in as many ways as he can. I like, I really respect it, and you know, battling off of what we were talking about of Francis Ngannou, and he the interview he did with Ariel Hawani on the MMA Hour, I and he after the win against Cyril, he he didn't back down once all the way through fight week. Any question he got asked, he was so honest, he was so aware, he knew what to say, he was strong, he was confident, and this, his stance never changed. He was like, no, I, I need respect. Yes, I need, yes, the money comes with it, but I want to be respected. And Jake Paul, in a lot of ways, is doing the same thing. He's not, he's not on the same boat in terms of being underpaid, of course, but he's on the same boat as you need to start respecting these athletes and paying them what they deserve. And it's quite a good segue. Um, We could talk about, you know, Jake Paul and Dana White forever. I think that's going to be on a lot of these podcast episodes going forward. But
1: Mm -hmm. a
4: little bit of a a difference in um, boxing and UFC um, in terms of fighter pay, that's always been an issue. But Francis Ngannou, who has just come off the win against Cyril Gann and made reportedly around $600,000. Before pay per view points, obviously, which won't be disclosed. But Tyson Fury versus Dillian White, a massive British um, blockbuster fight. Um, obviously, Tyson Fury, all the fans and yourself, Sean, will be well aware of that name. He's not just a British fighter, he's, you know, World Heavyweight Champion. He's one of the biggest names in boxing. Um, but yeah, I just know- thought. Exactly. Um, I just thought it was interesting to bring that up. Obviously, that's a fight that's now being scheduled. It's reportedly going to happen in the UK, um, which is great as well. But I just want to bring it up as well as the fact is that it's a great fight. Tyson Fury is reportedly going to make around $32 million for that fight. And Francis Ngannou made, at most, including pay-per-view points, $1 million in terms of everything that he can, he can gather from... His UFC fight with Cyril Gane. Like, what's your? Well, we know that boxing's always traditionally paid the top level athletes more money than UFC. It's been around longer. It's got more financial backing to start with. Anyway, I think UFC's starting to rival that in terms of the revenue they're generating. But what, like, when I give you those numbers, what, what, what are you thinking in terms of what Francis has to do, what he has to go through to prepare for a heavyweight title fight? And similarly with what Tyson Fury has to go through, both heavyweights, both risking a lot, you know, personally, with their families, with, with their legacies in terms of the fights they take, and the difference in pay. Like, what does that mean to you?
3: Well, let me start with the difference in pay. Um, <clears throat> what it means to me is that sports are, they've been backwards for a really long time. Uh, but but to be fair, and this is this is really the only thing that, needs to be understood about it um and i guess the rest of what i'm about to say doesn't mean anything but <laughs> um no the, the most important thing is that things are what worth what someone's willing to pay for them and this is entertainment all of it it's not sports entertainment sports are entertainment they're the exact same thing it's like saying sports sports or entertainment entertainment it's stupid <clears throat> let me say that first and foremost so it's people want to watch boxing it's it's a good atmosphere. It's always had this certain really good cool sports atmosphere. And that's what people are paying for. You know, since as long as I can remember, people would be, you know, oh, I'm having a fight party. And they come over, you know, you have pops and chips and, and stuff like that, you know, uh and, and you know, sandwiches, just just a whole smorgasbord of stuff laid out just to watch two men beat the hell out of each other, you know? And um that that's that's the atmosphere people are paying for they when it comes to ufc they're paying for the same thing but it's not as entertaining uh with boxing <clears throat> we know what we're getting we know, we've known for decades what we're getting with boxing you know uh so uh not decades like some centuries i should say i'm sorry um you can always pack a house of boxing you know, it's like two gladiators going at it. And uh, even though they might not do the damage, uh, the same damage as MMA, it's, you know, look at retired fighters, man. Like, they can't talk well. They can't speak well or, like, not all of them. Like, you get beat up in there. You you take a beating. Um, You don't come out of MMA like that. You really don't. And that's what, you know, because they're completely different, but um, you don't... It, They're they're putting more on the line. You're more you're more likely to die in that boxing ring than you are the octagon. Yes. And that's worth extra money. You know, also, you gotta talk a much bigger talk. A much bigger talk because the heavyweight champion of the world has been a big deal for a very long time. Very long time. That's why Brock Lesnar is introduced. The way he is, uh, that's why they put heavyweight in that title because they could just say WWE Champion, you know, or Universal Champion. The reason Paul Heyman, his manager, says heavyweight is because of Tyson Fury, and and those who have come before him. Speaking of, Fury needs to lose, um, not for us, but uh, well, for the sport. You know why? It drops him down, back down in the pool, and then he can f- fight anyone at that point. Uh, but without that loss, without losing that title, he nobody can really fight him. Like we're just gonna start picking uh, people's grandmothers out of the audience to fight him at some point. <laughs> you know, if it is, I'm just saying he doesn't have a. There's not a lot of people to fight him anymore. But uh, he, Tyson Fury, he went over and had a match with Braun Strowman in WWE. He wouldn't, he wouldn't cross over to another combat sport. Nagano wants to do that, but how willing is Nagano to do that? Because yes. Tyson Fury sells the hell out of that fight. He makes you want to kill him in a sport where you can literally kill him in the ring. So <clears throat> the the pay makes sense um, because I'm willing to pay you, you know, um, high risk, high reward. Um, I'm not saying Nagano didn't risk anything, especially fighting, you know, mixed martial arts, the way you could get knocked out there. Um, but in terms of pay, it should go in, in all sports. It should go boxing, um, uh, pro wrestling. Like I said, you can't get around, you can't get around boxing in terms of being physical pro wrestling. Number one, then we're talking about, uh, MMA, hockey, football, Rugby. You know, the more physical sport should get the most money. You know who should be getting paid $600,000? Steph Curry. Hmm. Instead, instead, he's getting $200 million. Now, listen, we're just talking about, in terms of physicality...
4: Yeah, in terms of what they risk to what they get for
3: right. reward. Right. Because the worst he could do is mess his legs up. Maybe break a finger. I mean, well, somebody just fractured their wrist, but... You know, when I was watching I was watching that Bulls game, somebody had fractured their wrist like a little bit later, but uh yeah, they're not they're
4: not they're not gonna die on the on the court.
3: Right. He'll be back in eight weeks. Like if he had a fight, that'd be different because you know, that's his wrist. But um I always think I always thought that it should have been the most physical people putting on the sh- like you're a pro wrestler. Any move that happens could kill you. DDT is meant to kill you. It's it's meant to. If I DDT you, that's definitely in real life, that's definitely attempted murder, or that's it's aggravated assault one. But um, it's attempted murder if I do it on a hard surface, right? So, um, and then these people go out and they do that every for a week straight, you know. Uh, So I think they should be getting a lot of money. You know, boxing, you're taking the real hits. You're legitimately getting hit in the face um so there's there's a higher risk there i know in pro wrestling yeah you are risking your life but it's done in such a way when you're trained uh it's done in such a way that you're not supposed to be injured whatsoever uh so that's you know the risk should be there's a high risk but you shouldn't shouldn't be in injured um mostly Um, so Nagano in terms of what he has to do is what Tyson Fury did. And he started to act like a diva when it came to his pay. I didn't like the way he had a, he, he looked at, uh, Cyril Ghosn, uh, in a couple pay-per-views, I think it was the, the, the title fight with him and Derek Lewis, uh, and Lewis that he can, you know, um, Nagano kind of brushed him off. Like he was nothing. And I'm like, Look, that's not gonna get you anywhere. Look at Conor McGregor. He made all his money, but look, look at him. Look at where he is. You know, uh, he he crossed over, but he he um he just did it with such a disdain. Like Tyson Fury's a gimmick. You know, Conor McGregor's living his gimmick. He's like a, uh, you know, the old adage they say about rappers, like, oh, he's living that street life now, that thug life. Yeah, but like look at what it gets you. So you better pretend to live it and talk, rap about it, but don't live it. Cause once you start living it, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get yourself in trouble. And Tyson Fury understands how to rap about it. And I'm not saying he ain't about that life, but he ain't doing it anymore. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of rappers that get a million dollar deal and they still selling drugs. They're clearly insane. But you know, it's like you don't need to do that anymore. Um, but Nagano, he needs to do that right now. He needs to be about that life, you know, without he needs to be about that life and talk that talk and then remember. That he's not in that life anymore. You know, that's the thing about Conor McGregor. He forgets that it's not out on the streets. It's all different now. You don't need to talk so tough. Sure. Sell the fight. You can tell people, hey man, I'll go back to the streets. I'll go back to jail. That's cool, but don't actually do that stuff. That's stupid. You just need to sell the fight. Just talk to me. Say this is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'll do it. I'll believe you, and we can move on from there. Nganu, uh, I'm sorry, Naganu isn't. What, what has he? Does he have any sound bites? You know, we uh, d- d- is he a meme? Does he have any memes? Anything marketable about him besides he's a big black dude?
4: Yeah, it's, I we are talking about in terms of the Tyson Fury element of being able to sell versus the, and obviously the boxing aspect of the higher risk to lower, to higher reward, obviously. Um, I don't think the gap should be as big as it is. I mean, you know, boxing, there's been a lot of deaths. Not a lot, but, you know, look at the history of boxing, there's been mm, a few, um, and met more than a lot, countless um cases of brain trauma leading to a severely poor end of life for these retired boxers, um obviously due to the head trauma that they go through, CTE being a big thing. Um but it is common in MMA and it's going to become more common at the fact that the sport's growing, it's getting bigger, there's gonna be more athletes competing. They're they're not going to face the same level of risk to a certain degree because of the 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 variety in ways that MMA is conducted in terms of wrestling and jiu-jitsu, which is you know jiu-jitsu is quite safe. You know, yeah, you can break an arm, you can break a leg, someone can get you in a horrible position. You're not really going to it's not going to end fatally for you, though, is it? So it's it's balancing the fact that boxing is more um, it's got a bigger risk factor but at the same time it's tradition and it's history where it's been for so long probably extends why there's a gap UFC's only been around for 25 years although MMA's been around yeah, longer yeah. but
3: absolutely because you and I could talk about boxing for years oh and yeah we'll exhaust we we only have 25 years worth of Just UFC, just mixed martial arts. Like, let's we can go back further than that. We can, but like, we're gonna exhaust our knowledge of MMA quick, much quicker than we would boxing. You know, Mm. we just keep going back with boxing. We just talk about Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather himself. That is it. We only need to talk about one boxer and spend a year talking about Floyd Mayweather. We can take one fight a week that he's had, right? We can take one week. Every 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 week, and we can break down one different fight that he's had. That's one boxer, just one. Um, so there's a very rich history. But what do you think Nagano needs to do? Like you asked me the question, like what does he need to do to get there and and make up that gap? Like what's marketable about him? Like what what do you think he can do or needs to do to to uh, get more than six hundred thousand dollars? Forget about a couple million. Or, you know, like, how how can we get him $1 million even?
4: I mean, obviously, I would say go into boxing, <laughs> which would just be completely, like, dismissing the argument of, like, the gap of paid stuff. It would just be like, oh, just just accept that there's a difference and just, you know, not don't give in, but just accept the fact that you can go and make it in boxing. But if we're talking about what he can do to make himself a bigger draw for UFC, for MMA, in my opinion, I don't think Francis Ngannou needs to um, make himself a bigger draw. I don't think he's not a type of person that needs to get on the mic and sell a fight. He's one of those few fighters on the planet that doesn't have to say anything, and I will watch him fight. And a lot of people will because of that power. Because you just look at him and you think, that's a guy I want to watch. And yeah, okay, the last fight it did, you know that highlight knockout that we normally see didn't happen. But for me, he could cross over into boxing. He could stay at the UFC. I think the the options are already shrinking. He's obviously had the the surgery that he's away to go under for the injuries that he had before the Cyril Gann fight. Tyson Fury's now got an opponent against Dillian White. So that cuts out the bo- boxing aspect of fighting Tyson Fury. Was that ever going to happen? I don't think so. It would have happened. It would have helped for money, um, which is what you asked. But for me, I just think I don't see Francis needing to do anything other than what he's doing. I think he's got to be true to himself. I think he's got to advocate that he deserves more money and he will get more money. He doesn't have to go out there and say to um, social media, start becoming a different person than who he is because Bellator Eagle FC one you think of the money that um, if they can afford it in one championship in in the asian um, region how much sort of anticipation it would be for for the like the japanese japanese communities to watch francis and Ganu on their promotion i know that it, it would be strange and stuff but it's happened before we've seen these big heavyweights go over and, and glory and um, and Pride the Pride days the WEC days this happened before you know Alistair Overeem um, it, it, it's it's been seen before and I wouldn't be surprised if Francis Ngannou leaves the UFC goes somewhere else makes a lot more money obviously boxing would be the number one in terms of how he quickly can make that money but I don't want to see Francis change who he is just to get a bigger paycheck Um yeah, yeah. Or, uh, I would like to see him, if he was to go to boxing, I would like to see him fight. Um, Because for me, I think Francis could earn a lot of money. I don't think he's going to earn the money he's looking for if he fights a heavyweight boxer that isn't one of the best boxers. I think that interest will slowly fade from people, even in MMA, that follow him. Because if he doesn't fight a name in boxing, it's not going to generate the money he thinks he'll earn. So I think he's got to fight uh, a Deontay Wilder, a Derek Chisora, who's in this country, and Andy Ruiz, one of these heavyweight boxers that, you know, a Joseph Parker, one of these heavyweight boxers outside of the Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, and Alexander That's That's where the money is for him, I think.
3: My only problem with him starting so high is like it definitely won't be a career for him. It'll just be oh, I fought this guy for money. Cause if he yeah, well, if he loses, if he loses, that's it. And he could easily lose against a Wilder. Like I don't think Wilder's a, he's not a great boxer. He's not technical, but he's a boxer. You know, so it's gonna it could look like what Jake Paul did to everybody. So <laughs> you know, uh, I'm gonna look. <laughs> he could just he could just get knocked out and that'd be well, bad and it'll make it make him look bad It'd make sport look bad he'll never get paid in mma again not like, not the money he's worth
4: i wrote in that article i did on uh, francis and gun you can check it out on mmatorch.com um i had a little bit of a inkling that I, I read jake paul write something about stay tuned and it was right after francis made an uh I think it was his announcement that you wrote about, where he is um, taking half of his purse for the UFC in, in Bitcoin, and I was I got the impression that Jake Paul was was perhaps going to make a move to get Francis Ngannou after this fight and sign him under his MVP promotion, um, which he has Amanda Serrano under, obviously himself, and he's looking to expand that. He obviously has the money that he can pay these big named boxers. Stroke combat sports athletes, and I was like, "Is Jake Paul going to sign Francis nganu under his promotion and have him fight on his cards?" Like, it's not even crazy anymore to me. I I really could see that happening. I think that. I think you could see that happening as well. Um, and Absolutely. It, who knows? I mean, I don't know what's next for Francis. Um, but like I said, there's got a lot of heavyweight fights coming up that are really interesting, and I hope Francis I know, is one I- of them.
3: I know Logan Paul's been on WWE TV, um, and that has been good for him. Uh, I yes. think that I think that him getting a pro wrestler like a, you know who Jake Paul would be great with. I don't know if you watch NXT, but a Jay, uh, 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 Grayson Waller. Um, Grayson Waller's basically Jake Paul. That's his that's his uh, character in NXT right now. He's because he's he's got the boxing trunks. He's a he's a young hip dude. And he's annoying. Uh, at least people find him annoying. I, I think he's great, but um, he's basically uh, Jake Paul right now in NXT, and he's generating a lot of buzz. Actually, uh, I think he's got. I think he got hurt. Uh, I think he hurt himself, hamstring or something. So I think he's out for a while. Uh, That's just speculation, but it looked like he hurt himself in the last match he was in at the very last minute. Like the last thing he did was hurt himself. <clears throat> but that happens sometimes um but Jake Paul getting a pro wrestler and dropping them or you know just kind of dropping them in WWE or just like mentoring someone from WWE the reason I like to see that's because maybe just maybe you can have agents you know you can have like a, get a real agent for pro wrestlers and see what you can do there That'll help everyone out. And it's a big stage. It's a weekly stage. You know what I mean? Like if this guy, if he is linked to a guy in WWE as his protege, I think that that goes a long way just for the brand and just so people get to know that he's out here uh, and what is that he's for the talent. Um, I know people won't take it seriously, but I, I just think it helps everybody if he were to do that. Um, I think, I think, I think he does have, so, so, you know, the, the lawsuit came right after, you know, uh, UFC threatened Nagano with a lawsuit for talking to Jake Paul in the first place. So, yes, yes. they might as well make it work as well. You know, like if, if that lawsuit really goes through, then Jake Paul would probably pay for it. That's what I do. If, If I'm Jake Paul, I pay for it pay for the cost or whatever, and I say, yeah, I paid for him. It's cool. You can have that little money, because I'm going to make more money. And it's done. It's going to show up. It's going to show up Dana White. And it's also going to teach people to be smarter, because they're not going to text Jake Paul immediately, but they're going to start to talk to him, because they're going to see what's happening. So, like I said, this heavyweight fight was the most important fight in, UFC, in, in UFC's history. Mm. And, and we're, we're seeing that right now.
4: Well, we'll be talking about a lot of these things um, in the coming weeks. A lot about you know, the heavyweight fights, the Jake Pauls, the Dana Whites, <laughs> the fighter pay. Seems yeah. a very trendy topic right now, but we've not got a long left. So we've got a couple of topics left to just quickly cover. I'm just going to um, ask you one thing about um, a recent UFC fighter that was released from his contract. Jeremy Stevens, a former UFC lightweight, um, had a lot of um, great fights. He was tied for, I think he was tied, or he might even have the record for the most UFC fights in history. I think it was, he might, if he's not first, I think he's second. So a, a very um, accomplished veteran of, the, of MMA, UFC in particular. What would be um, your sort of lasting memory um of Jeremy Stevens in the UFC I, I know mine <laughs> I think um if you, if you can't quite I'll give you a second to think about it actually uh, I'll just <laughs> tell you mine. of all the fights that he's had um the moment at UFC 205 in New York on the press conference when um <laughs> Conor McGregor got on the mic and he got asked who would give you the hardest fight up on that stage, and Jeremy Stevens, God bless him, turned around and said, "Right here, I'm the hardest <laughs> 155 pound hitter in the UFC." And Conor McGregor said those infamous words, "Who the f is yeah. that guy?"
3: <laughs> and, and, and that's what I meant. Like yeah, nobody has a soundbite like Conor like that. You know, that's uh, why I was saying, like, in terms of who Nagano is, like he doesn't have that, and that's really important. Like it was, it was, it was hilarious. Let me, like Conor McGregor his prime that's when he was in his prime that was hilarious like i i didn't like that i didn't like him I i never liked that jeremy stevens never lived up to the hype i yeah. thought he was opposed to that's that's my problem with him um i and yeah that that was yeah that was definitely my um you know my uh <laughs> about my, his family. biggest moment yeah you know I and the,
4: he did yeah. have some some good wins. Um, obviously, the, you know the Gilbert Melendez was a big win. Josh Emmett was, you know, that that knockout that that was a good win. But you're right. I mean, if you look at a lot of the fights um, to the Taylor end, you know, he was fighting he was fighting good guys. But you know, five fights in a row he lost in the UFC. I mean, it's no it's no um, coincidence that he was released. But yeah,
3: that that moment for me, that that tops it for him. Yeah, you know, I, I just man, he could have been better. And um, not get me wrong, I'd probably still pick him in instances I'm not supposed to because of the athlete he is. He's like a Carlos Condit, but without like the uh anything <laughs> no yeah like, he's just he's, he's like carlos Conno. he's a highly skilled guy but with nothing to show for it. he
4: he just you he, know you know he put it all out there but it just i don't think it really went his way especially in the ufc but you know good luck to him i think he's already got a deal in place for pfl i'm hearing so we'll see where yeah. it comes from but um, yes. you know we've only got a couple minutes left but we talked about it a little bit last week, you know, UFC's back this weekend for all the guys that and girls that are listening that um want a little bit of an update on the card. I mean just quickly going through it now, we've also got the main event, Jack Romanson, Sean Strickland. Should be a decent fight, you know, Sean Strickland's got a bit of an unorthodox fighting um stance and fighting style. Jack Romanson's quite good all round. Um I think both of them really need the win. Um, Jack Romanson, especially, I think he's had a bit of a rocky um, pathway in the UFC so far. But Shavkat Rachmanov, um, he's fourteen and zero. Just, I've just been, you know, doing a little bit of um, searching about um, to get to get people <laughs> interested in this card, get Sean interested in this card, because it is difficult when you look at the names. Phil Hawes back from his loss against um, Chris Curtis, but yeah, it, like, like you said, Sean, um, I think it was the last week or the week before, I think these fight nights really need to start picking up. Or otherwise, you know, like the, the WWE's, the trailer events, they're going to start taking a lot of shine off of these weekends if, if the UFC continues this way, Um, other than the pay-per-views. But, you know, what what would you say you're yeah. really looking forward to uh, this weekend for UFC? Um, oh.
1: I'm not looking forward
4: to it. I just ah, don't no care. Sucks.
3: I'm not even supposed to say that, you know. Like <laughs> that's the bad part about. It. I don't yeah. care at all. Um, I, I I just I I would love to say I do, but in the end it doesn't mean anything. Who's who who if someone if if someone wins who's in who's getting the next title shot out of think, any of the winners here?
4: I think um obviously none none other than the main events are ranked. So other than the main event, no one would. But I think Sean Strickland, if he gets an impressive win, and he's got... His fights tend to be quite exciting. The way he fights, his pressure, his pace. He's a bit... You know, he's a live wire on the mic outside of the octagon, but inside the cage, he's a madman. And I think, you know, he's not going to get a title shot if he wins. He's seven in the world. He's fighting number six in Jack Hermanson. But... I, th- I think if Jack or Manson wins, he's going to need another one or two fights before he thinks about a title shot, and they need to be wins, and they need to be in the top five guys. So you're right. There's no one here that's going to really be taking title shot contention. Maybe Sean Strickland, but like you said, it's another weekend where you're thinking, what else is going on?
3: <laughs> you know, um, I just, I just wish that i I don't i don't need weekends to be loaded i just we just need can they at least say the next person the next the next the winner this fight gets a title shot at least because i mean i know that's a very pro wrestling thing to do but damn it works because it's gonna make me watch
4: yeah create a storyline outside of the fight you know it's just
3: yeah no 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 yeah 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 uh Yeah, if they create just a little bit of a story, it'd be it'd be great. Um, because there's no if they said yeah, the winner's gonna get a title shot, then I would watch it because I know that person's gonna be in a much on a much bigger card, a much bigger fight, um, not too long from now. So that would be great, but uh, they don't have that, so it's just um, it's just the state of MMA at the moment. You know, Bader was just he just won a title and. Nobody gives a damn. How much money he did he, did he get?
4: No, we we won't get into that. That'll take too long to discuss. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like yeah, I, if, yeah. if
3: if if he you know if if, if Nagano got six hundred thousand dollars, man, Ryan Bader is probably picking up cans on the side of the road. Oh, for sure. You know, <laughs> so it's it's and and I mean, I, actually, I think uh pays better, uh, but I don't know that. And, you know, it's not a bigger stage, So MMA is in a pretty sad state right now. And um, that's because no one's uh, excited about it. And that's why we keep talking about the biggest man in combat sports, Jake Paul. we talking, we talking about Jake Paul. We talked about uh, Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey. Two haven't been in the MMA in, in years, and one's never been in it. But those are the biggest names we talked about. There's a severe problem with, you know, with all of that. And that's why the pay is there's just why there's a discrepancy in pay there. And that's why we talked about Tyson Fury and stuff like, you know, like everything. This is an MMA show. Uh, We don't have to fill it with other things, but who really wants to talk about some of the other like the undercard of this fight night coming up? Yeah. And that's unfortunate to say, because these are all I love all athletes. it's unfortunate to say but you know it's it's
4: we'll we'll talk about it but you know you're right no one's really going to be interested and that's why the pay that's another contributing factor to why pay so different because no one's really getting up for it so the the, revenue is not being generated there I mean we'll talk about it we're interested in it we like it but the average fan won't and that's the problem and it's, it's a problem that's been around for a long time you're right about there's a bit of a I think I think to class it's MMA is a sad sight in general. I know you're not doing it in general. I know there is a lot of interesting things. You've got, you know, a lot of big fights scheduled coming up in um, all sort all combat sports. But you're talking about the general of fighter pay versus the fights that are actually being made that aren't getting us as fans interested, other than the big fights on the pay per view cards. We're talking about these fight nights where. You know, if you've not got a pay-per-view once every month, what are you doing with those other three weeks? And right now, it's not great. Um, But, you know, there is some things to look forward to. As always on the Weekend Warrior Show, we'll try and get you those most interesting topics. Um, It's another show in the books for me and Sean. Thank you, Sean, as always, for being here. Um, And we'll see you guys next week on the Weekend Warrior Show presented to you by MMA Torch. Thanks for listening.